the book of Romans, chapter number 8 this morning. And uh, I do desire your prayers as I try to preach what the Lord's put on my heart. And uh, man, He's just been speaking to me in a special way, seems like, over the last couple of weeks. And uh, I'm thankful for everything that He's done uh, in our church and what He's going to do uh, in our church. And uh, I want to say this, and I've, I've been, we've been talking a lot about things, about the price and um, you know the cost of being a Christian in these last days and how nothing's free. And today I want to remind you that we didn't get here by uh, accident or we didn't get here by just a coincidence, but there was a price that's been paid. And uh, boy, it's a price that we could not pay on our own. We, the old song said it like this, there was a, uh, there was a debt that we could not pay. Uh, I said the, or the song says, I, I owed a debt I could not pay, and I can't remember all the other words, but uh, what is it? There you go. And so, um, that's what I want to talk to you about this morning, and uh, I'm afraid we're living in days where we feel like God owes us something. I feel, I feel, I'm afraid we're living in days where Christianity and Christians have turned in, uh, their, their, their mentality of Christianity has turned into, I'll give God um, a little bit of time, or I'll give God a little bit of effort, or I'll give God some of what I've got. Uh, but let me tell you something this morning. He don't want some of you. He wants all of you. And ain't nobody hardly talking like that no more. Uh, most people, they're... Uh, they've got a prosperity, a feel-good gospel, and you just do what you want. The Lord loves you, uh, despite of what you do or who you are. And God did love sinners enough to die on a cross. Yeah. But He don't expect you to remain in that sin. Amen. He don't expect you and uh, to, to be alright with uh, just doing what you want and, and uh, living how you want. We're in debt to Him this morning. Amen. We'll never pay that debt off, but we are debtors. And that's what I'm going to preach on this morning. Romans chapter number 8. I want you to look with me in verse number 1. Romans chapter number 8. And verse number 1, if you're there, say amen. amen. The Bible says, there is, there, now, uh, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh. Somebody ought to say amen right here. God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. Think about that. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. What a question this morning. I want to ask you, are you pleasing Him? If you're living and walking and talking and abiding in this life in the flesh, you cannot please God. 
The Bible said in verse number 9, But ye are not in the flesh. If you're born again, you ought to be in the Spirit of God. But in the Spirit, if so be, that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, look here, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by a Spirit that dwelleth in you. Right here's my thought this morning from verse number 12. Therefore, in light of the fact, we've just read all that the Lord has done for us. Would you say amen? Amen. And he said in verse 12, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you, through the Spirit, do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. I want to preach from verse number 12 this morning throughout the text. And I've got a lot and I'm not going to get through it all today. Probably finish this up tonight. But if I could, from verse number 12, I want to preach on this thought. The Bible said, therefore, brethren, we are debtors. I want to preach on those words, brethren, we are debtors. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be in your house. Now, Lord, I pray for good liberty this morning. I pray, God, that you'd open the windows of heaven. Lord, that you'd breathe into my soul. Lord, that I could preach. The Word of God. I cannot preach on my own. I don't want to try. Lord, there's people here this morning, God. They came. Lord, hopefully they came with the intention of hearing the voice of God through the preaching of the Word of God. Lord, I'm asking to stir the saints. And God, I'm asking to draw and convict and save the sinner. And Lord, most of all, God, I pray that not one person will leave here with the same heart and mind and drive. And Lord, they wouldn't leave the same as they came. Please. Through the preaching of thy word, Lord, stir our hearts, help us, convict us, change us, Lord, for thy glory and for thy honor. And for what you do in this place, we'll surely thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name and for his sake, and all the Lord's people said, Amen and amen. You may be seated this morning. Uh, briefly, if I could, by way of introduction, I want to say I'm glad uh, within the very first verse we can find, uh, uh, my friend, that we've been set free uh, uh, from the law of sin and death. Uh, uh, the Bible said in verse number one, there is therefore now. Somebody ought to thank God for that three-letter word. Uh, there is therefore now no uh, condemnation to them uh, uh, which are in Christ Jesus. Thank the Lord that my righteousness uh, uh, has been thrown out. My goodness is not enough. But thank the Lord uh, uh, my friend that His righteousness has been imputed unto me. And when God looks at a child of God, He does not see us for who we are. And He does not hold in lay our righteousness to our account. But thank God it was the completed work of Calvary and the righteousness of the Son of God that's been laid 
to our account uh, that when God looks on me he no longer uh, sees me for who I am but thank God he sees his only begotten son uh, and he sees the blood that's been applied uh, may I remind you if God were to look on us as men uh, he could never be satisfied uh, uh, for man at, at his best uh, is still a man uh, my friend the Bible says that our righteousness it's as filthy rags uh, the word of God still says for all have sinned uh, and come short of the glory of God uh, but thank the Lord for the child of God uh, there is therefore now no somebody is going to have to help me preach uh, there is therefore now no condemnation uh, to them which are in Christ Jesus can I say uh, I've been set free and if you're saved uh, by the blood of the Lord Jesus you've been set free uh, and no more do we walk in condemnation I'm glad as the old song says uh, uh, the blood covered it all uh, my friend from my past sins uh, uh, to my present sins uh, all the way down the line to my future sins uh, somebody ought to take off your cloak of religion and just thank the Lord that he forgave you uh, and he washed you in his own blood uh, and he made you white as snow I'm glad hallelujah uh, that the blood of the Lord has been applied to my account this morning and I'm glad thank the Lord he loved me in spite of me the Bible said in in, uh, in uh, the Bible said for God committed his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us ain't you glad the Lord Jesus did not come for the whole but he came for the sick ain't you glad he did not come for the righteous uh, uh, but he came for the unrighteous I'm telling you God listen to me uh, we've been talking about strong meat today and tonight it's going to be a little strong uh, but you better hear me God uh, has about had enough self-righteous Christianity uh, my friend we all expect uh, in this day and hour God's going to work around us uh, but I, I want to remind you if you got what you really deserved and if I got what I really deserved we'd all die in our own sin and we'd burn in an eternal flame that mankind has never deserved of the mercy and the grace of God my friend God don't owe us one thing but we owe him everything my friend as the apostle Paul says here in Romans brethren we are debtors my friend, we ought to give God our everything in this side of life. He deserves everything. All of you. He wants all of you. You do realize that God is not satisfied with part-time Christianity. Come on, somebody. I know y'all want to come in here and high-five and run the building and just enjoy the day, but if you get things right with God, you can do that all the time. Are you listening? God, my friend, is not looking for a part-time Christian that clocks in on Sunday morning and clocks out at 12 o'clock. Somebody say amen. At my friend, we're to live at 24 hours a day, 365 days out of the year. God, listen to me. When we stand before Him, my friend, it'll be yes, sir, no, sir, and no excuse, sir. I'm telling you, what's wrong with the church in this day and hour? is the people of God are no longer hungry 
are no longer thirsty and they're satisfied with Sunday morning religion and they're satisfied with prayer being a 911 call and they're satisfied with the word of God being a, a decoration on a table but my friend God did not shed his blood for you and I to go about our life and make him a last resort and there is coming a day that we'll all stand before God and give an account for our works whether they be good or bad whether you're faithful or unfaithful and there's no excuse that'll cut it on that day people don't preach like this no more because this is not what people want to hear Last time I checked, when God called a man, He told him to declare the whole counsel of the Word of God. Amen. And I could preach to you, and I do, but He's the lily of the valley, and the rose of Sharon, and He's there in the storms. Boy, we've been talking about it on Wednesday for a month. But my friend, He's there in the fiery furnace, and that's all right, and that's all true, but can I say, uh, my friend, there's a whole lot more to Christianity than shouting when God does something for you. But my friend, we've got to a place if God's not working for us, we don't want to work for Him, but that's not how this goes. Paul said in verse number 12, brethren, we are debtors. We're not debtors to the flesh. Who are we debtors to? We're debtors to the Son of God. For He gave His all on the cross some 2,000 years ago. He left every drop of blood from his body on the ground at Mount Calvary of my friend and he deserves all of you and me today I say hallelujah for the blood there is, there, there is now therefore no condemnation can I say this morning I don't deserve one of these days to have a mansion that's the problem a lot of people they think we've earned something I'm a good person. There's a whole lot of good people in hell. Well, I read my Bible every day. It still don't make you deserve anything. Everything God gives us is through and by His good mercy and His good grace. I don't deserve a mansion. I don't deserve a master. I don't even deserve to have a memory or a moment. We sing that song. I can tell you now a time. I can take you to a place we don't deserve the memory of salvation. We're nothing but old, washed up sinner in this old sinful flesh. But I'm glad God thought I deserved mercy. Isn't it good this morning to be saved? Can I say with every child, every child of God rejoices over these facts. We ought to shout and we ought to sing because victory has been given to you and I and we're no longer in condemnation. But may I say none of this came by way of freedom free choice. None of this. Uh, my friend was uh, free, but it was a great cost. Uh, it cost the Son of God his own life uh, and his own blood. I think too many times uh, in too many places, one by one, folks are becoming numb uh, to the price that's been paid uh, as children of God and born again believers. Uh, uh, may I say we owe our lives to God. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors. We're debtors, Paul said. We're debtors. Now, we owe our lives to Him. We're in great debt because we've been delivered. Now, we're not debtors to earn salvation. We're debtors to show appreciation for salvation. You can't get saved by your works. 
Y'all with me? Yeah. I don't care how many times you donate to charity or the church. It don't matter how many hours you put in working for the church. It don't matter how many times you pray or how many chapters a day you read in your Bible. None of that gets you to heaven. Well, you ought to do all that, but none of it gets you to heaven. The Bible said, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I'm glad, thank God, He's paid the price uh, that me and you could never pay. But because uh, of that price and because of His blood, uh, uh, Paul says, therefore, brethren, we are debtors. May I say, this morning we cannot take uh, uh, the grace of God for granted. Paul said uh, uh, that you ought not use the grace of God for the occasion of the flesh too many times uh, we do what we want because we know he loves us in spite of who and what we are and we know it's his grace and it's his work that saved us and we live according to our flesh because of the grace of God may I say the grace of God ought not make you want to sin more it ought not make you want to live in the flesh more. It ought to make you want to sin less. Listen to me. I'm not sinless, but I ought to sinless. I ought to sin less. Are you with me? Brethren, we are debtors. I hope you understand what Paul is saying. We are debtors. And I've got five things. I won't get to them all. But I want to tell you a few of them this morning. Five things you're in debt to. Number one, I want to say is the saved child of God. You're a debtor to the Savior. That's a pretty good starting place, ain't it? Look at verse number 2. The Bible said, For the law of the Spirit of life, look here, in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. Brethren, we are debtors. Number one, uh, you're, if you're saved, you're a debtor to the Savior. Uh, can I say the Bible said there in verse 2, it's because uh, uh, you and I being in Christ Jesus that we're made uh, uh, free from the law of sin and death. Uh, uh, the Bible said, and you know the story, you know the scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 20. The Bible said, for ye are bought with the price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. Can I remind you hey, listen to me. I don't care where you come from. I don't care your color, your creed, your background. It don't matter who your relatives are. My friend, if you're saved the Bible said you're bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body, in your spirit which are God's. You're not your own. You're not your own. I can't tell you the people that's got in a heap of trouble because they wouldn't listen to what God said. They want to do things their way. We talked about it Sunday school. Y'all remember the story of Abram and Sarai? God promised them a son, but they didn't want to wait on God. And so Sarai had the bright idea for Abraham to lay with a handmaid, Hagar, and Sure enough, they conceived a bare son. His name's Ishmael. And still to this day, his bloodline, they're all wild men. Uh, can I say, and there, uh, just a couple chapters later, Abraham walked, uh, oh, Hagar and Ishmael out to the wilderness, uh, give him a bottle of water and forsook him, said, good luck. Uh, uh, my friend, I mean, uh, you talk about a heart that was broken. Uh, that boy might not have meant much, nothing to Sarai, uh, but that was Abraham.
lambs flesh and blood listen to me it's going to cost you something if you're not willing to submit to God and give him everything it's going to cost you some things in this life listen you're going to lose without him you say preacher I'm doing alright I ain't sold out I ain't really right with God my life seems to be fair and sumptuously it might for a season but you better hear me if you're really saved and you're really a child of God you'll not go long where the Lord will pull the reins back on your life and deal with you as a son and whom the Lord loveth he chasteneth and if he don't chastise and chasten you the Bible said that you're a bastard and not a son if you're one of God's he'll chasten you my friend why because you are a debtor the Bible said for you're bought with a price you're not your own the Bible said in Romans 12 verse 1 and 2 I beseech you brethren therefore uh, I beseech you there, you therefore brethren by the mercies of God listen now that you present your body a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world uh, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind uh, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God Paul said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God. Why do we present our body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service? Why? Because of His mercy. God sacrificed His own Son on the cross of Calvary. And because of that, He said, if I'm going to sacrifice my Son, you can sacrifice your body. I about had it with this. God's about had it with this, what they're calling woke generation. This is my life. This is my choice. This is my body. Let me tell you something. If you're saved by the blood of the Lord Jesus, you are not your own. You're not your own. God, I, I ain't going to get past first point, I believe. You remember the Old Testament, the temple of God was a sacred place. Boy, there were so many, there were so many guidelines and, and there were so many, <coughs> excuse me, there were so many standards and that's the way it ought to be. But when God sent His only Son, He died, was buried, resurrected, and He sent the Holy Ghost, you realize He did tell us in His Word that this old body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Now God dwells within the vessel of man. My friend, He purchased us through His own blood. It's just reasonable. It's just the bare minimum. It's just the bare necessity of being saved that you present your body a living sacrifice. Now when you begin to think about the word sacrifice, living and sacrifice don't go together. When something's sacrificed, it's no longer living, it dies. But we are a living sacrifice. And Paul said that I die daily. That means that you and I are alive, but we must die to self. We must die to sin. We must die to our desires. We must die to our pleasures. Why? Because we've been bought. Are you listening to me this morning? I'm trying to tell you what God's put 
part. We're not our own. We're all his this morning. We're debtors. We're debtors. We're debtors to the Son of God. The Father and the sweet Holy Ghost. Luke 9, 23 said, and He said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily. Y'all with me in church this morning? And follow me. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross daily. Follow me. You know what you'll do as soon as your eyes pop open in the morning? Get on your cross. Die to the sin and the desires of self. Deny yourself. Most people don't know the richness of being a child of God. They can't deny their self. They love their self too much. Are you with me? They love themselves so much they could really care less what the Lord's done. They never carry a cross. They never die. They never deny themselves so that the Lord can live in not only in them but through them. And the price that you'll pay for living in this flesh is nothing but corruption. What did the Bible say? If you sow to the flesh, you'll reap corruption. If you sow the Spirit, you'll, you'll reap life everlasting. Can I tell you what living for you will do? Boy, it's tighter than a banjo string in here. Can I tell you what living for yourself will do? It'll destroy you. It'll destroy you. We point the finger at everybody else, but I'm going to tell you something. We get ourselves in in a lot of our messes. We blame the devil for too much. The devil ain't doing hardly nothing to, to, to sway you. He, he's content with you just doing what you want to do. As long as you'll do what you want to do, the devil leave you alone because every time you listen and walk and heed and submit to your flesh, it's corruption. And the Bible said, in the flesh it's impossible, my friend, to please God. And so you better know this morning, in order to live in the liberty and the life of the Lord Jesus, you must remember you're a debtor this morning. Matthew 10, 38 said, And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. Think about that. You know what God can't stand? One of the things God can't stand, these six things that the Lord hate. Does God hate anything? You better know He does. Pride, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood. The list goes on and on. Can I'm going to tell you something this morning? He said, if you don't uh, take your cross up and follow Him, you're not worthy of Him. Uh, you better hear me this morning. God cannot stand uh, the pride of man. And most of the time, uh, when we let God down, it's not because of so-and-so or this situation of the devil, uh, but it's the pride of man, the love of self. Uh, uh, we don't want to say no to ourselves and our desire therefore we live to please our flesh and in doing so we grieve the spirit of God Mark 8.35 said for whosoever will save his life shall y'all know that's in your Bible whosoever shall save his life shall but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospel's 
the same shall save it. Can I tell you this morning, my friend, that we are brethren, we are debtors. We are debtors this morning. Not only are we debtors to the Savior, but secondly, and I'll probably stop after this point, we're debtors not only to the Savior, but we are debtors as a saved child of God. We are debtors to the Spirit of God. Amen. We're debtors to our Savior, but we're debtors to the Spirit. Let me ask you something. If you're saved, you know good and well the Spirit of God is living on the inside of you. Why did God send the Spirit of God? Boy, he, He's got a job to do. Everybody wants to thank God for the comfort. And I'm going to spend a lot of time there for the Lord to help me later on. Everybody wants to thank the Lord for the comfort of the Holy Ghost. And I thank God for it too. But we ought to thank Him for the conviction. Ain't you glad growing up mom and daddy busted your tail a few times? I mean, you didn't enjoy it then, but once you got to an adult age, you can look back and say, man, I thank God for my raising. Only thing they did that for is because they loved me and had they not been hard on me about some things and had they not disciplined me about some things, boy, I'd be in a mess. I thank God for that. But every time God tries to correct us, every time God, through the preaching of the Word of God, tries to tell us to stop, or to start or uh, to go back or to redo or to repent uh, people boy they'll get crossways and mad and, uh, and mad as the devil at the preacher and walk out on the church uh, and the only thing God's doing is loving you uh, and trying to help you we're in debt to the spirit of God there was a price that was paid in order for you and I to have the Holy Ghost Jesus died on the cross he looked at him before he ascended to his father And he said, I'll go away, but I'm going to send you a comforter. Thank the Lord for the Spirit of God. Look at verse 4. Romans chapter 8, verse 4. Verse 12, we find we're debtors. Verse 4, he said that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the what? Let me ask you a serious question. I hope y'all listening. Is the Lord in charge of your life? Can I tell you this morning, if you really want to live the Spirit-filled life, it starts with the Spirit-led life. We don't get more of the Spirit of God We talk about being Spirit-filled. It's that the Spirit of God gets more of us. But you cannot live the Spirit-filled life until you are willing to submit to the Spirit-led life. Can I tell you this morning, we're to walk after the Spirit of God. Number one, because of the Spirit of God, I want to say you're to be led by the Spirit. Look in verse number five. The Bible said, For they that are after the flesh... Do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, look here. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Look at verse 13. The Bible said, For if you live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if you live through the Spirit, uh, through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Look now, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. You know what it says? 
about a man that's allowing God to leave his life, he must be a child of God. Right. Yeah. Let me ask y'all a question. Do y'all, you might have, if you wouldn't have a good raising, and, and that happens. But there's a whole bunch of you here, you didn't have no say so when it come to mom and daddy. You did what they said, and if you didn't, you found out what you were supposed to do and why. You were led by them. You were led by them. Because, why? You were their son. Or you were their daughter. Now, some rank stranger walk in and tell you to do something, you might look at them strange. Because you're not one of theirs. Or not your father or your mother. You want to know why most people... This is a hard pill to swallow. You want to know why most people sitting in our churches cannot be led by God? He's not their father. There's times I didn't want to listen to my mom and daddy, just like you, but there's other times I did want to listen because I wanted to please them. I didn't enjoy mowing and weed eating and cutting grass or all that property growing up. Boy, I'm telling you, there's, there's a bunch of it there. But when my daddy told me that he needed me to, when I do it, I try to do the best I could. So when he come home, he'd look at me and say, Son, looks good out here. I live for that. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I lived for that. I live for the times that my mother or my father would look at me and say, Son, we're, we're proud of you. You've done a good job. And that's why I would listen to them nine out of ten times was not uh, just to, you know, get a pat on the back, but I wanted to, I wanted to please them. Yeah. Why is it when God requires something of you and I and asks us to do something, we mumble and grumble and complain, but if it wasn't for Him, our heart wouldn't even be beating this morning. Yeah. Boy, it's like, I'm telling y'all, these last days, it is the, it's the selfie it's all about me generation. There's no care or concern for the things of God. We put God on a time schedule. God, you've got X amount of minutes. You've got X amount of days. You've got X amount of hours. I need this done and I need it done now. And Lord, if you don't come through for me, I mean, that's the way we live in this day and hour. I mean, there's people, my friend, that's had to go through storms and tolls and trials. And because they've had to endure some suffering, they sit on the couch and they refuse to live for God. What makes us think that we're worthy or exempt from troubles and trials? My friend, God suffered the ultimate price. He suffered on the cross. He not only took your sin, He became your sin. He paid for your sin. He shed His blood for your sin. He was forsaken by His own Father. He turned His back on the Son. He paid the ultimate price. The least you and I can do is suffer from time to time. And still be faithful to the Lord that loves us so much that He sent His Son to die. We're to be led by the Spirit of God. 1 Corinthians 6, 19, Know ye not your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. How many times will we read that in the Bible? Ye are not your own. Ye are not your own. Ye are not your own. Boy, I know I've let you down today, ain't I? 
But I'm here to tell you something. Real church is going to require, require real Christianity. We ain't going to have what we have and keep it by just coming in, shouting, having a pep rally once or twice or three times a week. But there's going to have to be a, a line drawn. There's going to have to be a standard set. We're going to have to realize, my friend, that God, listen to me, God does expect something from you. He does, listen, He does expect you to hear and receive the preaching. And not just, the Bible said, not just be hearers only, but doers of the Word. I mean, it breaks my heart as a pastor to get up and preach and tell you what the Word God says and some y'all within 24 hours go and do exactly what the word of God said not to do but it ain't about me it ain't about my heart breaking I don't matter this morning what about the one that shed his blood for you it breaks the Lord's heart it quenches the spirit of God it grieves the Holy Ghost when we disobey the word of God we're to be led by the Spirit of God. Let me ask you, is the Lord really leading your life? I know we all claim that He is. But there's a whole handful, not just here, but in every church all over the world. You show up, you fulfill your moral obligation, clear your conscience, and then you go home and the rest of the week, there's no time for God. Deacon, I'm in trouble this morning. There's no time for God. There's no sweet fellowship with the Lord. But you let you let that phone ring in the middle of the night. You find out somebody that's near and dear to you is fixing to cross over, just got a bad bill of health, been in a car accident. Boy, you'll find time then, won't you? God is not satisfied. With the only time we talk to him is a 911 call. He gave his son. Boy, I know today's stout. But he gave his son for me, for you. We grumble and complain. I'm, I'm, I'm not done. Quick side preached for six years, seven. I'm going to say what he's telling me to say in house. We grumble and so we complain over every little thing. You want to know why that is? Because we forgot that we're debtors. Amen. If he hadn't have died, Ain't a single one of us this morning that would have any hope. There's not one of us that would have any peace. There'd be nothing to rejoice over. So oh, there's so many things in this life to rejoice over. Yeah, and they're all temporal. Yeah, You can rejoice over family. Sure, thank God. But it is appointed of a man wants to die. They're not always going to be there. Rejoice over friends, but friends are men, and men at best. Amen. How many of y'all have good friends that turned out to be not so good friends? Amen. Well, I'm blessed financially. Well, bless the Lord. But you ain't going to take not one dollar bill with you to hell. Amen. You ain't going to take not one dollar bill with you to hell. Finances. We all need money. 
Want money? But let me ask you a question. What good is it really? I know we're going to have it. But what good is it really? We worry and stress. Yeah. We don't have enough money. Let me tell you something. The man that dies today a billionaire and the man that dies today a beggar are both going to face the same thing. Say, preacher, I ain't got much. I ain't got no money. Let me ask you a question. Are you saved? Yeah. You're rich. Yeah. Because the billionaire down the road has a nice home and a nice car and you look at it and say, what a success. And then you look at yourself and say, what a failure. Let me tell you something. His soul and your soul are on equal, on, on equal ground at the foot of the cross. I'm not against having things. I want things just like you want things. And God's given me some things. I'm blessed. You're blessed. <clears throat> At the end of the day, money, no money, rich or poor, famous, nobody knows your name. Either saved or lost, either going to heaven or hell, and either way, you're in debt. As a child of God, we're debtors to the Savior and to the Spirit. Amen, and if you're lost, you're better to sin. Amen. And the Bible said in Romans 6.23 for the wage, the earning, or the debt of sin is what? Yeah. What did we just read? If you live after the flesh, it's, it brings what? Yeah. Death. You're in debt this morning. Some of y'all are in debt to sin and you'll die and go to hell if you don't get saved. Because of that debt. But others, you've been set free from your sin and you still have a debt. You're a debtor, but it's not in bondage. It's a blessing. I'm not in bondage as a debtor to him this morning. It's a blessing to owe him my life. Because, sir, I ain't got no sad stories to tell on Jesus. Has life always been easy? No. Has it always been enjoyable? Absolutely not. Amen. Some days I, I look up and say, Lord, this is the worst thing that I have ever experienced in my life. But then it just takes another turn or another road or something else coming along and the Lord reminds me, no, it ain't. What a joy it is Amen. to serve Him. Amen. You know what affects a preacher how you respond to preaching? Let me tell you something this morning. As kindly and as humbly as I know how. I'm preaching to you, but I'm not preaching for you. That's where I, I had to learn that. You still on a quiet day, it seemed like the, you know, the mood was kind of down. Maybe people's missing sickness or frustration or whatever. Boy, I'd go home and hang my head and out and wag my, stuck my tail between my legs. It was a good day when I found out the Lord said, you're preaching to them, but you're not preaching for them. Amen. Let me tell you something. I'll do the right thing today whether you receive it or not. Amen. He's satisfied. Amen. Yes, sir. If everybody in here plugged your ears and wrote notes and texted and got on Facebook, thank God we ain't got internet service in here. Yeah. <laughs> Don't have to worry about that. The Lord put a natural blocker. We didn't have to pay for it. There's a Holy Ghost Facebook stopper. In here. 
But even if you just totally did all that, and that sure discouraged me, boy, I feel like, man, I must really be bad. But at the end of the day, I'm in debt to him. Listen to me. He's the one that called me. And he which has begun, Brother P. Jim, he that has begun a good work in you, look here, will perform it. You ain't going to stay on the straight and narrow on yourself. But if you'll live as a debtor to him, say, Lord, now you've done this for me, and I went all to you, guess what? You're going to go out of here shouting the victory. You don't have to listen to me, child of God. You don't have to be bogged down in sin. How many of y'all know sin will get you stuck? You've heard this your whole life. Sin will take you further than you want to go. It'll keep you longer than you won't stay. It'll cost you more than you won't pay. But that's just not a rhyme and a riddle. It will cost you everything. But if you'll live under Christ and die to yourself, you don't have to suffer loss. You know what it is to die in Christ? Paul said for me to die is. In other words, to wake up, look at Josh Griffith in the mirror and say, you sorry dog. I ain't doing what you want to do today. I've experienced great gain. Sunday morning comes around and your old flesh, boy, I'm going to tell you something. Gosh, dog, I hate confession days. And that alarm goes off at 4.30 in the morning to go turkey hunting. It's, it just starts to ring and my feet's on the floor. I'm telling you the truth. I ain't got to beat me in the side, kick me in the ribs, and pinch me, and bite me, and all that stuff. Get me out of there. See, so like, hey, hey, I'm up, got it on. I got a camera alongside, ready to go. But my poor little old wore out tired wife had to beat me out of bed like a three-year-old this morning. I'll let y'all down, ain't I? Bless your hearts. Get up! We're going to be late. You know what my old flesh wanted? Why is Sunday the hardest day to get up? You can get up for everything else. You get up better for work when you do church. Ain't nobody wants to get up to work, but you get up better for work. Why? Because this flesh knows when you come in here, I know y'all don't feel like you just man. It's been good to be at church today. Probably don't. Hope to. Probably don't. Well, you actually probably don't. But this is the greatest thing that can happen to any of us today. What's to be told from the Word of God? Hey! You're in debt to me. Yeah, You're going to have to say no to you. You're going to have to do what you want. I don't like that. But if you're a saved child of God, your spirit inside is going, Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. Amen. You know what this will do come Monday morning? Might not be helping you right now. Hope it is. Probably ain't. But Monday morning, when you want to do something stupid or sin or do this or that, the Lord might nudge you and say, pow, remember that yesterday? You're a debtor. And just one person, Brother David, I mean this, just one person makes the right decision this week by being reminded of these three words, brethren, four words, brethren, we are debtors. Boy, I'm happy. It ain't about that. I'm pleasing him. But boy, 
That makes me happy. If just one of y'all will go out of here saying, man, I've been messed up. This thing ain't about me. Y'all see that? It's amazing how we've lived that almost every week around here. It's not about you. It's all about you. Brethren, we are debtors. Brother Chris, don't you come. Let's all stand. Oh, we love you. Take my small, feeble efforts and bless the preaching of the Word of God. Help me, dear Lord, to live what I've preached. Help me, Father, to lead by example, to show my children, my wife, my family, my church, what it is to be fully submitted. God, not to live my life to please myself, to live my life to please you. God, that I, as Paul said, would die daily. And Lord, that I would daily take up my cross, deny myself, follow you. Oh God, we are debtors this morning. God, not in a, not in a dreadful way. Lord, it feels good to know that I owe you my life because, Lord, you gave your life for mine. God, it brings joy to my soul to know I'm a child of God, an heir with God, and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. God, to know the obligations on me to lead my family, lead this church in the steps of the Lord. God, that we would be spirit-led so we could be spirit-filled. God, we're living in the last days, I believe that, where men are, are lovers of themselves more than they are lovers of God. Lord, you told us in your word that these days would surely come, and Lord, they are here. God, thank you for a small remnant of people that say, Lord, we're not going that way. We're going to follow you. God, as the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. God, it ain't about us. It's all about you. We are debtors, Lord, to the Savior, to the Spirit. I pray, God, that you touch me and help me, Lord, tonight as I continue on and preach the other points. God, that you challenge our hearts that, Lord, this week we would do what we ought to do. We'd live how we ought to live. We ought to, and God, we died ourselves so we could please you. Bring honor and glory to your name, which is above every name. Move in the hearts of your people. Bless the invitation. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, every head bowed and every eye closed.